Welcome to the Go Big Redcast, the Husker Fan Sports Show. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast, Match Rule Edition, episode number five. Episode number five. Look at that. It's the Cinco. We're the Mats. Yeah, we're the Mats. What's up? I'm Honky. I'm Mac. Got a hot take, Mac? Um, hot take is we are in the in the doldrums in the off season where I kind of miss spring ball, but there's but no news is good news kind of at this time. Like uh, there was some news about a quarterback committing, but not to us. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, there's still plenty of, of rosy red things to talk about as well. Yeah, and this is not a rosy red drink right now. Holy smokes, man! Did you burn it? This one got burned pretty good. Well, you know, we won't. We don't want a lot of interruptions during the show, so no. We do, we do this for you, not for us. <laughs> well, and this is a, kind of the traditional match rule. Uh, we get together, we're having some drinks. We start talking. We're like, nope, let's do it. Yeah. Let's, we're, we're dropping too much wisdom, I think, you know, <laughs> to not put it out there for everybody. <laughs> um, I think what we'll do tonight. Wow, boy, that's a strong drink. Uh, the graphic we threw out there, ceilings, floors, and mm-hmm. no excuses. Uh, we'll kind of focus around that, the mm-hmm. idea of. We want to talk about ceilings and floors and not necessarily construction, number one. And number two, not on what we think the season is going to be, but more about the concept of when you hear people talking about ceilings right. and floors. Like, oh, this is what the this right. is as good as you're going to do. This is as bad as you're going to do. Right. Um, and we kind of call BS on some of that. So I think we'll get to some of that. And then we'll talk also about uh, the no excuses. And there were some, some mm-hmm. quotes that, that uh, Coach Rule had. Oh, a week or so back in the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce. Yeah. I thought that was really good. It was, was just, good. it was about accountability. So I think we'll talk about that as well. Um, but before we get into that, let me bring up our some of our upcoming shows and our sponsors here. Of course, we have Alumni Hall, the two Lincoln locations downtown at 1120 P Street and South Point Pavilions. And then we have a whole slew of uh, fan forums coming up this Wednesday at 8 p.m., uh, the Boys Down Bad podcast. Next Wednesday at 8 p.m., Happy Chris. And the and the uh, Tuesday, oh, you know what? I don't have that one up there right now. But the Tuesday after that, um, I have Tyler Peterson on. Oh, And then, of course, we have Pipeline Jerky here. Get 10% off. And last but not least, the Redcast store. Spectrum. Use the, uh, the QR code there, and you can get some good stuff. Um, but, you know, let's get back to what we yeah. were saying there. Okay. All right. Let's start with the idea... And I'm going to bring that up here. Surprised they didn't have that already going. All right. This is a tweet that we brought up oh, a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. And it was the look on our face when someone DMs us that NU's stealing is seven wins this year. We have the, the rock. <laughs> right. It was a it was a nice gif or gif. And I can't I can never remember. What I to like say. gif. I just go with gif. I've just, just committed to it. Like, is it Nike or Nike? And I just <laughs> committed to gif. And then we followed it up with, by the way, we should also include that. We give the same look when someone tells us the floor is X. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll set the stage here, Mac, okay. and then give me your thoughts on this. And Redcasters watching along, you've all been a part of this conversation. Someone comes up and says, uh, you know, Husker football, I don't care, uh, Georgia football, you, mm-hmm. anybody, your floor is eight, it's nine, it's 10, it's six, it's mm-hmm. whatever. So, or I'm sorry, your ceiling is, and then your floor is four, or it's five, or it's six. So they're setting that number. Mm-hmm. When someone tells you that, Mac, when you kind of have, when that starts the conversation, what's your thought usually? Well, it, it, it's a little dependent on the uh, the situation at hand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with, with the last five years of frost, you mean you had a little data to back up some of those claims, and you knew what the team was going to look like roughly, and what we were going to do. But when you talk a coaching transition and a and a big kind of uh, uh, philosophy change. 
to me, it's just, it's exactly that eye roll. It's like, what are you talking about? How could you possibly know? You have no idea what this team's going to look like, how it's going to perform. Uh, you're not taking in, into account the fact that if we all would agree that the, some of the issues of, of our, uh, the failing in the past was details, small things, little things. Uh, then if, if coaching matters and we think, and I think you think it does, then why don't we let these guys coach a little bit and see if they, if they've cleaned it up. I, I think we'll know pretty quick, but I don't think we're ever going to know this off season. Like, there's just yeah. no way to know. We don't even know what the starting lineup is for the most part. So it's like, stop giving me those things. I mean, I pre- anyone who predicts like, 10 11 I'm, i love that i mean i think that's that's cool but that's kind of where my head is anyway it's like well to me there's no there's no reason to put a number on it you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's like well, let's just see how it goes for a little while i mean i get it's fodder and it's fun to talk about in the offseason but it, and, and then that's okay too but some people say it with such certainty it's like well you're never gonna blah i'm like well, how could you possibly know that and this is to me, it's not even a Nebraska conversation. Like a year Agreed. a year ago, what was TCU ceilings? Because whatever somebody would have told you a year ago, right now it was going into year one of the Dykes era. Yeah, they blew it out of the water and went to the oh, championship show. game. Mm-hmm. What was Northwestern's floor last year? You know, I mean, <laughs> it would have been pretty easy a year ago to say, ah, three wins, four wins. That's their floor. They won one, mm. and that one was against us. You're welcome. You know, we were up so. double digits in the third quarter and kicking onside. So, mm-hmm. you know, look. It seems so silly, and you know, and Abby, you made that point there that rosters aren't even set. Uh, you know, how can you decide ceiling of the floor? And I completely, are those live? yep. Oh, yep. Nice. Those are coming in right now. Those are those are live viewers. Oh, is this the internet? Oh, okay. <laughs> Welcome. Whoa. So, <laughs> yes. Um, I, just, I just thought we had some loaded up. You know. Well, and that's why we like going live, Matt, because we yeah. like that interaction. I do with like the, the feedback. With the, I just wish I could read it. I don't have my readers on. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that's the thing is that kind of to, to Abby's point right there, there's so many things that are just open right now. Yeah. Like, how can you sit there? Yeah. If someone comes up to you and says, nah, Nebraska ceiling this year is eight, why? I mean, yeah. what, what's the injury situation right. going to be like once you get into the season? What's the the weather going to be like? You know, there's are there going to be suspensions? These are real-life yeah. things that happen that, that you can't even begin to predict right now, yep. let alone – and that's with both teams. Right. And so, you know, and when you ask them why, too, what do they do? They point to last season. Oh, they point to things that are completely. That doesn't matter anymore. Like it's it's a totally different. It's a totally different paradigm now. We're doing a different defense. We don't even know what the offense is going to like. We're going to have a fullback. We're going to we're going to huddle. Okay, that hasn't happened in a while. Yeah. So to to act like you have some some data points to use, they're they're useless. I know the analytics guys are going to hate this. I know they are. But but it's I'm sorry. You're going to have analytics to tell you what happened next year. But you, it's it's just I'm sorry that you're you're not gonna it's all guessing you're you know it's all it's all a little poke and a hope and you know optimistic fans are gonna land a little more optimist mm-hmm. and and you know there's and I know a lot of fans are kind of snake bit and I get that I do mm-hmm. get that but I just don't like going into football seasons like that I really don't well you know I I've heard I've had some of these conversations on on the Twitter sphere in the last couple mm-hmm. weeks too where somebody will say we'll start talking talent. Uh, and you know Frost has had enough talent to win six or seven games a year, and I'm like, oh my god! Last year we could have we won four games, uh, and we had three games where we had double digit leads in the second half: Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Northwestern. Yeah. And we lost to Georgia Southern, which nobody could say was a talent issue. I mean, my my argument, without even being that much better, just finishing out games, we won eight games a year ago. Right. And and I guess if you want to get into that, you know, comparative, like, well, this was your schedule last year, and this is it this year. Well, we play the same teams. Pretty mm-hmm. much in conference, mm-hmm. and we replaced Oklahoma with Colorado. I mean, the argument should be that like you that. know, schedule wise, yeah. I wouldn't say that it's any harder. 
and and that's why look i again i'm not setting ceilings i'll give you a ceiling it's 12 and i think this is what boom this is what uh jumbo steam here said uh, the ceilings 15 oh the floor is 0 and 12 what I'm talking it's about. science see there he he gets it and that and, and <laughs> he's exactly spot, right <laughs> and it's spot on yep. you cannot be wrong there nope it's guaranteed he's, <laughs> we used to call that hedging your bets yeah <laughs> and, and i'm fine with it and it's fine it, but that's that's the that's the god's honest truth is right now it's 15 and 0 or 0 and 12. It's, that, that really is what it is. Like, God, I hope it's not 0 and 12. I mean, I, don't, I think 0 and 12 is a little, but still, uh, it, it it's just, you're just guessing. And I get to, you know, we're, we're content creators. You got to talk about some of the offseason, but my God, it's, it's just the arrogance and the certainty of some of these statements. I'm like, it just turns me off. It just turns me off. Now, it's like when my wife says something like, you do this every time. Then my mind immediately thinks of exceptions. I'm like, no, didn't do it that time. <laughs> when then I miss the point and then I get in more trouble, but that's, that's just, I'm just kind of, letting y'all in on how the brain works here for me it's it's so fantastical i just think of exception <laughs> yeah uh but you know I, there's a lot of things about about that we're we're on a show that does a bet cast yes and there's a reason you and i don't do it correct <laughs> it literally means nothing to us zero now now abby Plus i'm gonna hands. bring another one up she goes they aren't useless they're just the best we can provide given the current data they'll likely change and abby She's a doctor, number one, and she's a doctor of of stats. I mean, this is what she does, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, I'm never going to argue with her when it comes down to the stats side of it. They're it's, always right after the fact, that's for sure. Well, it, it's literally that the analytics, you know, analytics can tell you a whole bunch of things. They and can, right now... They can tell you what happened. Yeah, and, and they're going to change not only in season, they're going to change between now and the beginning of the season because things are going to change. Mm -hmm. We still don't know. We know that we are under 85 in scholarships, but we don't even know which guys have right. technically exactly. left yet. Yeah. So again, when it all comes back to the uh, to the certainty, when anyone is so certain that they can tell you what our what our ceiling or where our floor is, I usually I usually give them that look of yeah, the, it's of like, the rock there. It, it just is. It just is kind of how I think too. And you know, and I, I understand the probability. I do get the probability of it. It's just I I don't know. I don't watch football for probabilities. I don't. I don't think like that. And yeah. I, and I know people. I know a lot of people do, and everybody's different. And, but but Vegas just just keeps putting up bigger and brighter buildings, and you'd think if these analytics were so good, <laughs> somebody be cracking that code. But I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, we had a question here from Kurt a little bit earlier, and we're going to pivot. This is what the match rule is. I it, it's different from the Redcast where we're not just uh, you know going right down a list of uh, this is the topic, this is the topic. We'll we'll flow around yeah. a little bit. And we were playing on at some point talking about this uh, Dylan Rayola kid. Sure. You've heard of him. You I, brought him up at the beginning. Yes. Uh, Kurt Payne said, could Dylan decide to come here next year if Georgia isn't what he expected? Sure. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. he'd be the 15,000 example of somebody going into the to the portal. And I think, um, you know, Dave Fight, who we've had on before with, uh, oh, it's one of the fan forums. He wrote an article on SI today that was really good and posted it um, that uh, it was basically about, you know, don't burn bridges. And uh, especially in this world right now of the, of the portal, and, and he's even talking to us as fans, don't burn bridges with players on Twitter. There's no reason going out there today and wishing Rayola anything but the best of best of luck there. And, yeah. and I mean, honestly, I, I hope he has a, a great career there. And if it doesn't, if he doesn't, then I think, you know, he wouldn't be the first quarterback to, to transfer. And we want to be in a good position to, to oh, get yeah. there. There's five quarterbacks right now at Georgia that I think it was two of them are five stars and three of them are four stars. Mm -hmm. So if you think that unless they can find a, a way to have a five QB system and keep everyone happy, right. the likelihood of them keeping all those guys or the likelihood of, of Dylan being a, a longtime starter there, 
I mean, they've had other five-star QBs oh, for that sure. couldn't beat out a walk-on. For sure. There. Well, yeah, yeah, there's a exactly, so, exactly, and one of the most talented teams in the nation. So, yeah, a couple things on 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 Dylan. One, absolutely zero ill will towards that kid mm-hmm. and his family. Um, I said this before, but he he absolutely gave us a fair shake in his recruiting process, and and I think uh, I think he actually did us a solid by bringing attention to the to to rule and his new staff yeah. and getting some. And like, if we get that number one tackle, that's a to me, that's a direct result of having Dylan come in and bringing that kind of talent in. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Wish him the best. Could he come back? I I don't know how you keep quarterbacks in this day and age. I don't know how you're going to keep elite quarterbacks in this day and age happy sitting on a bench with the transfer portal the way it is. And and that's fine. I mean, quarterback is that one position. That's the one. Yeah. And and like even Rule said that it's like you can you can only play one re- realistically. I know you can have packages and stuff, but realistically, only one plays. So if you if you want an opportunity to play, then you got to test the market. I I still am kind of fascinated on. I don't think it's so early in Rule's career. I know he wants to build through high school, and I think that's smart. But I think when you're talking about that position. I think that's always going to be a very fluid kind of where it's portal or a hotshot freshman. But how do you keep a hotshot freshman if you've got any kind of experience coming back? And I don't I don't want to build a team that's constantly counting on freshman quarterbacks to come in and stay and keep them happy to play. Mm. So so and then Georgia's going to have that. Georgia's had that problem. I mean, Alabama's had that problem. And now with the transfer portal open, it, it's it's wide open. Uh, so. Yeah, absolutely. He could come here. Absolutely. Maybe somebody else comes here. I, I don't think our quarterback room is going to look the same going into next year. Well, and this is something I think for for us to be, we are going to be consistent on this. And we've been asked this a number of times. We were asked this when we were on the, uh, oh, on the No Block, No Rock podcast about a a month ago. You know, were we prepared for Rayola not to come here? We were like, absolutely. (laughs) We we were absolutely prepared. We also, I mean, the the next question usually was, well, you know, what's what's your thoughts on it? And I was like, not really a lot. I know, I know one thing for certain about Dylan he wasn't going to win us a game this year. Zero and right chance. now it's really important for us to to get off to a good start here in 2023. Mm-hmm. And things can start to change next year with recruiting yeah. when you start to have some success to show it off of. Yep. I mean, right now we're, we're talking a lot about beating, um, you know, uh, Iowa last year to, to finish the season. And it was a great way to finish the year. But but how about talking about bowl games? How about talking about eight wins yeah. or nine wins or right. whatever, whatever we can do? We're not setting ceilings again, right? right? So – what about talking about you know something a little more impressive than that and, and some mm-hmm. more recency and something that that rule can talk to uh, success that he's done while right. he was here in year one? That's the stuff that uh, I think it can change um, as we look forward to next year. And, and there's going to be another quarterback. There always will be. Yep. Uh, Every year they have a number one quarterback. One other thing that we we have brought up in the past, and I think it is fair, especially look. I, I would we take Dylan Rayola? Of course we would for all the obvious reasons. Yep. In a hot second. At the same time, the style of play that that clearly rules going after, and he's talked about the speed of his quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And he's not just talking about Sims. He's nope. mentioned Purdy and and uh, Harburg, what they bring from a speed standpoint. I will say that Rayola is a little different QB from that. So, you know, I think at least from the style that he's trying to go to, again, let's focus on 2023 sure. and, this, and this year. I'm interested to see what they're going to do with this offense. Mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting to see, Does is that the kind of offense that, you know, fits – you know, someone else. It, it was he, like he was unique in in that respect too, because you had to recruit him. Like you, you absolutely had to recruit him. He was a legacy. He's the number one quarterback in the nation. You at, and you, and you kind of had a shot with him. You had to recruit him. You had to recruit him as hard as you could. But 
But but the fit, I mean, we're speculating a little bit on what the quarterback position is going to look like next year, but we're speculating based on what the head coach is telling us he wants it to be, right? Well, mm-hmm. so by you know, by the end of next year, we'll know probably. Well, we won't know it unless Dylan plays a significant amount in Georgia. Um, we'll kind of know what that quarterback position looks like on the field, like how much we run them, how much we throw them, yeah. you know, how many hits are they taking? You know, frankly, Georgia's offense probably fits what I think of of Dylan's skill set better. I, you know, so and 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 why wouldn't you pick where you fit better? I mean, you get like it's like we were talking about only one quarterback plays. You know, you want to go to a place where you you have the most chance of success. So. 100%. Now, maybe maybe he gets on the field next year and he shows more mobility. Or maybe we play next year and we don't run the quarterback quite as much as we thought. And and it becomes more of a fit then. Um, you know, everything can change. But the loss of him, it, it, it's, it's just hard to – it's hard to really articulate how I feel about it. It's – I wasn't shocked. It would have been super cool if we got him. It's almost more about the clout, though, for me. It was yeah. more about, oh, we landed wow. a legacy. We landed a five-star. We landed the number one mm-hmm. guy. That yeah. just sends off, like, alarm bells yeah, for the his, rest of the nation. His, uncle, right? his uncle's on the, the staff for Christ. Right. I, I get all the unique things about it. I just um, – I, I don't know. So, you know, here, like, Kurt's asking, agreed, wishing the best. Now, now what's next? To, where do we go from here? I've heard that we're recruiting – or. I haven't heard what we're recruiting for QB next year. I know there's a Sanders kid that was out there that uh, he tweeted some stuff out today, and we've got an offer out to him 2025. Uh, in 2024, there's a couple of guys, one of them being Kalen from from Bellevue, mm. who is committed to Mizzou. Would we go back after him? And on three had another couple names uh, of guys that uh, we'd be looking at. But, you know, it's so hard with for me with recruiting is to, to try to put these guys to muscle memory until they're even committed, until they're here. You know, I've really there, yeah. there's going to be a guy we're going to go after, and it and the thing that the portal changes everything is that if we don't get a high school kid, does that ruin everything, or are we able to go into the portal and pick up some depth, you know, in different ways it, now? The talent acquisition is so different. For, it's so today different. It's so different. Versus no, five years like ago, you you almost it's like almost like a with it with the transfer portal. It's almost like you've got to plant seeds with so many guys so yeah. that so that when when the time comes and they're not happy in the situation they chose coming out of high school, mm-hmm. that you're in the running. Like you have a relationship well, with them. You can bring them back. A, a year ago, that was Flores from Gretna, who hasn't even really stepped on foot at Oklahoma State right. yet. Yeah. But but you you don't burn bridges, to right. Dave Fight's point in that right. article. You don't burn bridges because a year from now, if Flores isn't working out at, at Oklahoma State, we want to be in position to get him then. If we can't get uh, Rayola now and it doesn't work out there, we want to get him then. Yep. And you know, think about like at Texas right now. Where they have Quentin, they have Ewers, yeah, and then they have now they have Manning, Arch yeah. Manning, yeah. Well, Ewers goes to o- o- Ohio State, makes a million dollars in NIL, and then transfers without ever playing Bless to come heart. to come, you know, back to Texas. <laughs> and now, you know, he's got a couple more seasons in mm-hmm. front of him. They get Arch Manning. Is Arch Manning just going to sit around and you know twiddle his thumbs for a couple years? I mean, well, it's going to lay odds on it. What do you analytics people think? <laughs> you know, I, I don't. It doesn't sound good to me. Like what? It'd be interesting in like after in five years from now. If someone goes back and does a study on, you know, your your top five quarterback prospects, how how many of them are still with the team they signed with oh. out of high school? I bet the number's low. Oh man, that's that's a tough one there. Yeah, I bet the number's real low. Um, PJ says keep the QBs in the pocket. Might be on the wrong podcast, PJ for us here. I mean, look, I, I'm I'm fine with pocket passing. I mean, that's part of the game. I'm not, but the concept of the quarterback and his legs. Yeah, or, or something that I think can be a differentiator for Nebraska needs to be. Yeah, it needs to be. It needs to be. We're at our best when we've got QBs that can that can hurt you 
dual threat wise. Caveat though, uh, the running game needs to be the running backs. The running backs to me though, like I yes, keep the quarterbacks, keep the quarterbacks upright, you know, and yeah. and, and and let them run a little bit. I don't I don't want ever to be back into that Adrian Martinez kind of like he's the he's the show mm-hmm. kind of deal. And I don't think that's I don't think that's how this is. But gonna I, go. boy, I'm I'm an option guy. And when you go back to I think maybe the 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 best moment of the frost era offensively would have been that northwestern game in, in 21 mm-hmm. and martinez i think he ran it seven or nine times one of the two it was less than 10 and you mm-hmm. think of all the options we ran that mm-hmm. game and and uh running backs up the middle pitches to receivers there's some deep balls they did some they did some pocket stuff too which is made easier by moving the pocket on other plays mm-hmm. and uh and that that's a great offense and mm-hmm. it's an offense where you know he was very upright as opposed to other times where he's the lead runner, you know, and he's taking 25 carries a game. Nobody wants that. So PJ, you know, like I said, I, I'm cool with keeping it, him in the pocket, but also, but also um, we don't want the QB to be a 25 carry a guy. Not at all. Either. That's, you, that's not. But you brought this point up in the past and it's a great point. The times, well, Casey, Casey Thompson, for example, the times he got lit up was in the pocket. Yes. You're like, the, like the pocket sounds good, but if, if, yeah. When you're running the ball, you expect to get hit. You're ready for the hit. You're ready for the contact. Mm-hmm. When you're in the pocket, your focus, every all your focus ideally is downfield, looking at looking to get the ball and push it downfield. That's when you get smoked, you know, and and that's when guys go off the field limping and stuff. So, I, I mean, I understand the concept, keep them in the pocket, keep them protected, but you know, uh, it's just it's not nowhere safe on the football field. Sure, you know, well, and, and I, that takes me. I mean, this goes way back to to. Osborne, Solichera kind of football, but I can remember the 99, gosh, I don't know why this popped in my head, the 99 Big 12 championship game, the one where we beat Texas. Okay. And at one point in that game, they had a stat come up about how many times Eric Crouch had been hit so far versus how many times Major Applewhite had been hit. And I was like, of all this, like who really gave a that's shit? That's a stupid like, stat. Like, like that stat couldn't be less apples to apples. Apple whites to, to, to orange whites, right? What I mean, like it was so <laughs> it was so dumb because when you're running option, number one, you're taking different kinds of hits. You're uh-huh. preparing for it. You are the runner. Uh-huh. A lot of times you're getting hit by an outside linebacker or corner. And you're or moving too, so and you have your momentum you're moving as opposed with to standing there. And when you get hit in the pocket and you're apple white and you get hit from the, the backside, you're taking the worst, the most oh, wicked yeah. hits, and you're taking them from 270-pound D linemen. I mean, it's just... The, it's not the same thing. So that's another example of where, yeah, you can keep the analytic. How many times have you been hit? But the hits are different. Yeah. And every time, to your point, when when Thompson a year ago would get hurt, a lot of times it was sitting in the pocket. Mm-hmm. When Martinez would get hurt back in the day, it's when he broke the pocket and and ad libbed on things mm-hmm. and and was running on his own. Mm-hmm. And yeah, now you're kind inten- of a, yeah, not intentional, not designed, not designed. And and he, he was either going to break a defense doing that. He made unbelievable plays that way. But those are some of the times he took some of the biggest hits Man, too. It was so good. Adrian, I feel like he—he he was. I—I I, I don't know. I really, I have a soft spot in my heart for Adrian. I really do. I thought he was such a special runner. He was such a special runner. You know, it's—it's it's too bad we couldn't. I just don't feel like we ever maximized that kid. That could be said for a number of players. <laughs> I guess now that I think about it, they're. they're <laughs> That could be said for myself, really. I yeah. really haven't maximized. Have you yet. maximized yourself? No, not yet, not yet. But we got well, you, you know, uh, let's. One of the other things that we wanted to talk about. So we kind of started talking about the uh, the ceilings and the floor discussion. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Kurt, for kind of getting us into the uh, Rayola one. We were going to do that some I point. Like, I like the I like that kind of live time feedback. Yeah, kind of directs conversation. Keep, I don't keep mind throwing it. questions out there. Keep throwing your comments, and and we'll incorporate it into it. 
But this is something that we wanted to talk about too. And it was uh, about a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was last week now. Um, God, we haven't done a show here in a little while. So, well, vacations, injuries. Yeah, yeah heck, injuries. I, I hurt my arm. This falling. guy's playing through pain right now. This, yeah. his mouse hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a an injured mouse hand here. I literally a fracture. I don't mean to fracture, break hip of a fractured humerus, uh, falling down yeah. some steps in That's Boston. Not so funny. No, it's not. God, dad jokes. Hey, I got a dad joke for you. Okay, go for it. Okay, what's not heavy and blue? Not heavy and blue. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Light blue. <laughs> All righty. Light blue. Okay. <laughs> so with that, oh, look at it. The, the, the viewership is just dropping. Oh, we, we have got another one. What do you call a dog that can do magic? An abraca Labrador. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm done. Okay. Come, come back. I'm sorry. Come back. Please come back. All right. So this was a, kind of the, the next point was... Mm-hmm. um. We had uh, a couple weeks ago, or I think it was last week, that Rule did a thing at the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce. Yeah. And a ton of great quotes. And you can go out to YouTube and you can watch this whole video. I wish but, it wasn't so awkward in public. You know, <laughs> Jeez, that guy. <laughs> but this one in, in particular really, I think, struck something with us. And it was, we don't believe that some ghost controls winning. We don't believe the refs do. We don't believe the Big Ten is out to get us. We own the results, and that's a powerful thing. That's what Coach Rule said. And I really like that. I love that. I like that in the sense that it is eliminating excuses. And I think this is something that Husker Nation also, we've done all these things with like, you know, exercising the demons and breaking curses and bringing souls back. We almost just need to go through and like, whatever the whatever the thing that happened in the past was, it's the one second against Texas mm-hmm. or it's, it's Kevin Warren or it was whatever it is, the, the COVID year, the things that, that we still point back to and say yeah but this thing happened to us we need to just like burn all that stuff and just say enough it's 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 over and and it's completely not productive moving forward right and i actually i did the thing i don't ever want to do there were some people on twitter they're sitting there saying yeah but we were getting hosed on against michigan a couple years ago when when martinez fumbled that football we got hosed against michigan i literally had to go and find stuff where like earlier in that game we score a touchdown where Austin Allen is in the backfield and it's an illegal formation, yeah. they don't call it. And it's like we we've benefited from calls too. They're not out to get us, but let's just get past that. Like, and and I think Coach Rule coming out there and just saying it that way, like no yeah. one's out to get us. Nope. Let's go play good football. Let's stop. Let's well, stop with the, the pre-snap penalties and st- let's play good football. Yeah, no, I, I get why he, I get why. Or, he would or, say do, that. or do you disagree? I don't totally. I don't. I don't disagree. I don't know, man. Sometimes I can get way in my feels on those. I, I, I do feel like sometimes they bonus, but, but, but it's to your point though, it's not productive. And, and he's right. You own that. It's like what he said before, uh, bad football teams make bad plays. And and, yeah. and that's what we did. We were a bad football team. We made bad plays. If we were a good football team, we, we'd make good, good plays. It's not, it wasn't a talent thing. It was, is how good of a team. Abby, to answer your question, I'm going to say two ducks. Yeah. She said, two. damn it. Did she already answer? Yeah, no, oh. she already did. It was two ducks. Oh, I she, couldn't, I could barely read that, but I was going to be my guest. Yeah. She goes, what has four legs and quacks, two ducks. She also just said, okay, but Kevin Warren was out, was out to get us and I, I will die on that hill. And I am okay with that, Abby, but we got to throw it behind us now because, because he's not with the big 10 anymore. And, and, and it's he, time. He can't to, hurt us anymore. It's He can't hurt us anymore. It's time to move forward. It's time, to, and I think that's what Coach Rule wants to do. I think this—that's the positive thing about this yeah. conversation—is that I think it's his way of saying, "Let's move forward. Let's take all he that." Just that seems energy. like such an adult, you know. He just seems like such a—he seems like such a leader, yeah. you know. Like guys, it doesn't matter 
it doesn't really matter. It, it, we've got to own our own results. We've got to be good enough to overcome that stuff. I mean, look, um, it was – we always go back like this, but you remember, you, you remember the Florida State game where we almost won. And you yeah, had, you had the, the William Floyd – fumble at the goal line blah 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 oh, you Corey know, dixon's and, you know punt return that, yeah. that was called back and, and it block. was just it was just a lot of shit that just kept kind of piling up on us and that sucked and that hurt that at that moment but what that catapult that team to do i'm like maybe, did they screw us over a little bit yeah. a little bit they did but, but but that that was the mantra for the next season where they come out and they win all those Unfinished games so, business. so if it, even if you kind of believe it's true use it Focus it and don't ever let them deny you again. And that's what yeah. good teams do. It drives me nuts to, to bitch and moan about things that you that you have no control. You can't control the refs. You can't you can't control the weather. You can't control the other fans. You, you can only control what you're what you're doing yourself. And and I know to my I feel like in my bones that's what Matt Rule is saying all the time. Well, it's like we control us. What I love. What I love about he's he's talked about with practice and everything, and and then living it in practice. We're going to be physical, and we're mm-hmm. you know we're going to get the quarterbacks take the green jerseys off. But he's also talked about situational football yeah. and how important that it's is. Very Bill Belichicky. Well, and I think about like this is just one little antidote, but just one moment of it. Think back to the 2020 first game against Ohio State. Okay, okay so. You know, we had just said we'll play anyone anywhere. That was one of the things that you know Frost basically said. And Big Ten Sounds gave good. us gave us Ohio State in Week One, right? Yeah, they sure did. But but guess what? <laughs> go sure go back and watch that game. And three minutes left in the first half, they're punting the ball to us. Ohio State is punting the ball to us, and we're down three. Yeah, we've run the ball pretty <clears throat> successfully on them. And all I could think of was when 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 it went to a commercial break. I'm sitting there with my buddies watching it, and I'm like, we don't need to score. We don't need to do anything more than get one first down. One first down yeah. situationally moves the clock to the point where we get to right. halftime down three, right. and we're going to kick the ball to them first in the second half. These are the things we know. There's mm-hmm. your situation. So we need to be ready to get out there and get one first down. Can mm-hmm. we do that? Can we get three and a half yards of play? If we mm-hmm. can do that, we control the rest of this right. half, and I think most people would be pretty happy being down three on the For road sure. to start the year. So what happens? We come out of the uh, the the timeout, and those Big Ten refs were ready to screw us, right? No, we weren't ready to do anything. We had to delay a game. Oh, God, that's right. We had to delay a game before the first down. Yeah. And then we stopped the ball, stopped the clock, I think twice on incompletions, and we're kicking the ball back to them with plenty of time for them to turn back around, score yeah. one last time before half. Now you're down double digits, mm. and you're kicking the ball to them to begin the second half. Situational game football. Over. The refs didn't screw us. Nope. We screwed us. Yep. And, and that's those moments where we've got to be better than that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so absolutely. And, and I, I love Abby. So, I mean, I love the talks that we've had about, you know, Kevin Warren, those things in the past, and they all remain true. It's just moving forward. We need to stop making those mistakes, shooting ourselves in the mm-hmm. foot, playing situations better. And I love the fact that coach rule has harped on that. Yeah. <clears throat> on those things so hard. Yep. He, he, he understands the game and he, he I think he, uh, that's my probably my favorite thing about it. He just seems like he's got kind of an answer for some things. Like yeah, I, I okay, we going forward. I don't want we're not bashing on the past. Like it, it will it is what it is. I wasn't thrilled with all of it, but I was I was totally on board when it was happening. I was a frost guy from jump and, yeah. and until it we all melted were. down. So but but the situational football killed us under frost. It just killed us. And and 
and that could have been his inexperience. That could have it probably was. It probably was his inexperience and in, in also being in a very difficult football league. Like the Big Ten has a bunch of really good coaches and they will exploit your weaknesses. And, and then that's what they did. And it was and we didn't adjust very well to it. I don't think that's going to be the case with rule. Now that's just me being a well, that's not just me being overly optimistic. That's some of that's based on his history and he's been in power five conferences before and he's had success. But also a lot of it is just how he talks. Like, uh, you know, we made a big point that one year. And this isn't the bash frost. It's just an example of the difference. We made that, you know, Frost had that opening. He was the first speaker at that Big Ten uh, media days. And he didn't have an opening statement at all. He didn't have anything ready to go. And mm-hmm. it was just like state questions. Fast forward to Matt Rule at a Chamber of Commerce meeting. He's got a PowerPoint that he's talking to in real time. And just he's he's got – He's ready. He's prepared. He's he's got these. He's got the. You can tell he just sits up at night and thinks about how to structure this team and how to put it together yeah. and what my coaches need to do. He's 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 a a leader of his coaches. He's a leader of his players. He's a leader of his program. There's. I feel like he's one of those guys who's got his finger in a little bit of everything that's going on in that program, which is what you need if you're going to be big time. I I feel like I don't know this but I bet Nick Saban's fairly involved. I bet there's not a lot of stuff that goes on at Alabama that Nick Saban doesn't have some sort of opinion on <laughs> and, or, or Dabo Sweeney or any of the really good coaches. So, sure. so um, that's what he brings to me that I feel like we needed so badly. I mean, again, the results are strictly on the field and you know, like all this other stuff is fluff. And I, I don't really care if he's a really good public speaker, if we go out and we're Oh, and three to begin the season, it's really going to bother me. Mm-hmm. But, but, but the, 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 the um what he projects the air that he projects to me says adult leader prepared he's he's almost consumed by it he seems like one of those guys like trev wanted he's a grinder he said this is what he does this is what he thinks about here's a guy who could make millions no if it was me and i had a contract where i could sit at home and pull in millions best believe i'm at home <laughs> I'm not recruiting. I'm not setting up camps. I'm not talking to the Chamber of Commerce. I'm not doing any of that stuff. I'm going, I'm not even gonna golf. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna rake it in. This dude's built different. He's built mm-hmm. different. Well, you know, and one of the things that it's still kind of been the the honeymoon era with him, too, right? I mean, oh, yeah. he, he can do no yeah, wrong. Or sure. I mean, well, it, it's a combination of he's done a lot of the things the way that we've wanted him to do it, a lot of things right, but he can do no wrong. And I think it's fair. And in fact, well, I he could, but he hasn't. Well, well, no, technically in the last week, he kind of has, he's, okay. he's done something. And I'm going to bring up a, a, our first graphic of the year of this, the in-state recruiting graphic. Let me see if I can make that a little bit bigger. And Teddy Rezac was someone that we just added and we added him as an uncommitted, but then the next day he committed immediately to, to Notre Dame where he had an offer prior to us yeah. offering him. Now I think it, it brings up a good discussion at least a good discussion. And I've heard some people be negative towards him about, you know, obviously we didn't offer him first. Mm-hmm. He was offered by Notre Dame. Uh, he accepted that very quickly. And, and there can be a many, many reasons sure. why he accepted it. Mm-hmm. We've heard that Notre Dame did a great job recruiting right. him. We've heard that he is a, uh, was a, a fan of Notre Dame. So all those sure. things apply. I don't want to get into the specifics of recruiting one player because I never get into specifics of recruiting one player. Nope. I don't, I don't, that doesn't interest me, but I just kind of have a, a steadfast rule of, I always want to see Nebraska kids being offered yep. that, that, that are deserving of it. Mm-hmm. I want to see them be offered. I don't want to see us being late to the party offering an in-state no. kid and then have him go somewhere else. We've seen that countless times with, with previous staffs. Now I bring all this up to 
I don't know if it's to well, it's to critique rule right now, but not to not because rules not doing their job or they're not taking it serious. Look at this list. There are nine names right now, mm-hmm. and it is May. There are nine in-state kids that have been offered mm-hmm. by this staff. No one's going to convince me that this staff isn't going out there and putting in the time and effort with in-state kids. Correct. I mean, the next next graphic here is just Ed Foley again, some more of the places he's been to. You see Ord down there? My family, I have, my mom's side of the family is from the Ord area. We love Ord. Coaches don't go to Ord, you know, and, and this coaching staff has been to just about every single team. The city's name looks like an acronym. <laughs> <laughs> they've been to every, yeah, that's O'Hare Airport's acronym. <laughs> um, they've been, I mean, at Loop City and Aurora, and, and you just name it, they've been to eight-man teams. I mean, I know that this staff is putting in the time right. in state. So what I'm trying to get at is, on one hand, I'm sitting there saying, moving forward, you know, my steadfast rule is, if we identify a kid, you offer him, you don't wait for someone else to come in and do it. Now, do I think this is something systemic, this, this Teddy Rizek one, that we didn't offer him right away? No. In mm-hmm. fact, what I would say is I really want to see what Coach Rule and staff can do when they have a full cycle yes. under them because they've talked so much about camps. They've talked so much about you know wanting to go out and see the players. Right. And there's still just – they've been here for six months. They've yeah. never seen Teddy Rizek <clears throat> live playing yeah. a football right. game yet, no. right? And that's part of just the, the time thing. You give them this next offseason, this next summer of bringing kids in with camps, going out to, to camps. They're going to see these kids in addition to then go recruit them, yep. watch them play football yep. games and everything. And then I'm not as concerned that a year from now we're going to be late to the party on an in-state kid. I, I think that the staff um, is is not going to – they're definitely not going to be that kind of staff that's going to be late to offering kids. I, I don't in, this so, one case, in this one case, I don't know if we dropped the ball. I don't know the specifics enough about it. I just know that obviously it wasn't a great look that we offered the kid basically the day. I do. I do know that. I do know that Notre Dame absolutely showed him a ton they of love, him. and that's not to say that that our staff didn't. But um, but but you know, some of this is some of this is our our history, our recent history coming back to bite us in the ass, which actually has nothing to do with rule. Well, that's what Jackson says yeah. here. He goes, "I'm around current recruits' age, and the thing is, we've never seen Nebraska have any success, so it's yeah. hard to stay home Perfect. when is we it- can all remember." Is losing seasons, and that's hundred percent, Jackson. That's a hundred percent right. And, and 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 like you said, that's the other thing that can change in one year. It, it can change in one year, yes. But in terms of at least we could have some success. This but time. you know what? What you hear about recruiting, and I got to be honest, I don't. If you're not a senior, if you're not a high school senior, your sophomores, juniors, I'm just never going to learn your name. There's just too many out there, and and I'm not that smart, and I can't remember stuff like that. But but the fact is, recruiting. It is about building relationships and it's usually a three-year process, you know? And it, it, so, so what you said though, about next year, if we're doing this, well, it still might be three years before sure. we're really in the flow of things, which is fine. It's a hundred percent fine. I think it gets better each year, especially for winning, right? Especially if we give these high school kids a chance to look at this team and see what the state looks like when we're winning and see what kind of love they're getting from this what, what will always differentiate us, and this is what I, one of my favorite things about being a Husker fan is the other fans. What will never, <laughs> what will never be diluted, what will never be diluted is how much Husker fans love Husker anything, football, volleyball. Clearly, you know it's it's and so so once once we have the wins to match the the passion and the fan base. These kids are going. Like, kids right now seem all they want are clicks, likes, and and, re, uh, and like affirmation of like this 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 clout and love that you see online. It's kind of weird, but whatever. And and but that will make a humongous difference going forward if they can see what it's like with a winning program here. So right now, like yeah, we're we're kind of getting it 
taking it in the shorts here because of it's just we haven't been good for a while, not very good, actually quite poor. So I can't blame a kid like Rizik for wanting to go to Notre Dame. Those guys have been pretty relevant in the last five well, years. And 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 they rolled out the red carpet for the kid and made him seem like a priority. Like, why and he's Catholic? Geez, man. Yeah. I look, a lot of things can be true at the same time. <laughs> and De- Dion asked if we need to offer the parents money. I don't I don't even know what the rules are can anymore. You, can you? <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> can parents get in? I yell. Look, I, I think what I want to see, a couple of things can be true at the same time. I, I can be really pleased with the effort that I'm seeing from this coaching staff. Uh-huh. And I'm looking at this and, and there's nine names right now in state. Mm-hmm. And that is right off the heels of a year ago. I think we offered 11 or maybe 12 in-state kids. I, I forget now. Point is those numbers are going up and they're good. You know, we've, well, we've always said there is good talent in the state. And I'm glad that it's being rewarded with offers now. Yeah. Now, part of the challenge now is we've got to get those those players to commit. Yeah. And that's there, there's the there's the mission to coach rule. And it's not that they're putting a lack of effort in right nope, now. No, it isn't. Okay. But they, but they may they may not find some of that success. Right now, we have more kids committed elsewhere to P5s than here. Now, Daniel Kalen, the quarterback, mm-hmm. that's obviously, you know, he's committed to Mizzou right now. We've been going after a quarterback up until today mm-hmm. that uh, was probably our number well, was our number one. So that mm-hmm. can help explain Kalen not being here. I, I don't know much about him, but is he is he dually? Is he a dual threat typer? Um, he was more of a, a pass first guy. Okay, but okay. but uh, and then you got Teddy Rezac there in Notre Dame. We also had Eric Ingwerson, and he's from Papillion La Vista. He was offered and went to Pitt before Nebraska offered him. Now Look we get these players though coming out of Nebraska though, Matthew. That dude is six seven two hundred forty. And then what's what's a what's the dude uh, Carter Nelson? That guy's he's a phenomenal. I mean, yeah, we we really are peaking. And I don't know peaking's probably the wrong I word, just, but there's 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 a big. We have so many power five. I just know offer that, or talent in within the state. Yeah, we've really got to harness it. Really. Yeah, it's important. Look, I mean, I've made the argument when we started this show six years ago, we weren't getting nine offers a year, but I was making the argument that we had more offers of. There were more kids worthy of an offer than we're getting them. Now that's a, a process, right? Other other teams in Iowa was early in on it, and there's sure. other teams would come in and have success with our players, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, next thing you know. You know, the floodgates started to open. Yep. Now, all of a sudden, everyone's like, hey, there's all this talent here. Well, I would make the argument, and we've had countless people on the show in, in the past, the Steve Warrens and, yeah. and Glenn Snodgrass, you know, yeah. guys that would, guys that are in the know, they're like, yeah, there's been talent here. Now, now this is good talent right now, too. This is. My bigger point is if we're seeing at, at 9, 8, 9, 10, 11 mm-hmm. offers a year, mm-hmm. I mean, six years ago, I remember saying if we could get five a year from Nebraska, yeah. that would be one fourth of your class. You know, of a class of twenty, mm-hmm. get another five from the five hundred mile radius. There's ten half your classes from the five hundred mile radius. The 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 re- the other half is going to come national. We're a national recruiting uh, class. Yes, we are. Our school. If we can go out and get nine or ten guys a year from Nebraska, if that's a possibility, think of how that changes things because recruiting classes are different now with yeah. with transfer portal. Yeah. With transfer portal, and I know Rule wants to build from high schools. I know he does. That's what he says. But if we get 20 kids a year from high schools and we get 10 of them from in-state, you're, you're somewhere in that 40, 40 to 50% of your classes from Nebraska, that changes the, the game a lot too for recruiting. So we really – they're doing the right things yeah. right now. We need to get the wins yeah. to go with it. Well, that's, what, sure. that's what I think is for important. Sure. And, 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 you know, they, they constantly harp on that. We're a developmental program. Right. Well, mm-hmm. the only way you are is if you keep if you get kids in high school and you keep them. That's the only way you're developmental. You're not developing transfer portal guys. They, they're mm-hmm. come, they're 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 mercenaries. 
you know, and I'm not, I'm not anti-mercenary at all. I mean, they can, they can play a role, but, but we'll never re I, I don't think Nebraska is capable of ascending to where we should be. If we don't, if we don't utilize the developmental, the, the developmental uh, ability we have, if, if that's not, if that's not maximized, if that's not utilized, we're always going to kind of be almost Iowa, you know, because <clears throat> I was a great developmental program. They, they yeah. really are. They're, they're a fantastic developmental program, but, but, but they don't recruit as well as we do. And, and that's not a shot. It's just, it's just, I, I can look at the stat. Hey, analytic people, you can probably look at that and tell me I'm right. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that page, but we don't develop them more than damn, you know? Yeah. So, so <clears throat> if we're going to do it, we're going to have to get high school players. We're going to have to develop the hell out of them. And then we bring in some stars. It's not, it's not a mystery. That's, it's just what we have. To- that's when Nebraska has been at its best exactly. is, is when you do those things. And you also do things a little bit differently. Uh, Nebraska has when we've been our best. And here's Kurt saying, Hey, we got a Nebraska kid from Notre Dame to be a fullback. And that's at Barrett Liebentritt. And he was a, a scut kid, transferred back here. At, so he was at Notre Dame for two years, redshirted, mm-hmm. and then played last year as a redshirt freshman as a fullback. We also got a fullback from uh, Lakeview. From, well, Lakeview Turnus. Yeah. And then also the there was another scut kid that was playing quarterback, I think, at Wyoming, and he just transferred back. So they're trying to infuse that um, position group yeah. with some players yeah. that I think Bonner still can be an interesting fullback in some situations, and I think- especially his, his speed, his athleticism. But to also to have a big old you know grinder fullback well, and, too, and what a, what a position to recruit for, mm-hmm. you know, if it, like in, in a real X factor type position, like when you can when Bonner's fascinating, and I think he kind of opened some eyes in the spring game just based on what Rule was even talking about, like the lead ISO he was talking about where uh, where uh, uh, Gabe Irvin went in for a touchdown. He's like he, that was supposed to be a different fullback, but Bonner went in there, he made the block, and he went in. He's like, hmm. I didn't, we weren't exactly sure he could do that. And that and that changes everything about how your personnel packages look. So it makes it really hard for oh these. So is he going to be a lead blocker? Is he getting the ball, or is he going out for a pass? What a position to have! You know, like what a position to recruit to. Yep. And it seems like those are the kind of guys that Nebraska is kind of littered with. You know, if, if that Turnus kid from Nebraska, the kid's running like a sub eleven hundred. The Lake you and he's huge. You know, and we <laughs> we get that guy out there and, and let him like lead block and smoke some fools and bend some face mask. And then all of a sudden he, he flanks off and he's open for a pass. He can catch and run. And he's got a sub 10 or sub 1100 speed. That's going to be a problem. And and like, I love that kind of stuff. I love those matchup issues that we're, and we're building it from within. I'm like, you can't get any more Nebraska than Columbus. Holla. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's the, at the end of the thing, I mean, this is, this is a kind of a fun conversation because we, we, we've kind of weaved our way through, mm-hmm. you know, there's some positive things going it's on. Very that, stream of that, consciousness. This is, this well, is what I like. And there's some, it, there's some challenges going mm-hmm. on. Rule, we think, is doing an amazing job. We, we are ecstatic with what Coach Rule has done up to this point. And yet, I actually wanted to highlight him losing Rezac. Sure. I almost wanted to highlight it in a way because it was it was like the first time I've heard, you know, some of the, that little spatterings of the first few people yeah. that are like, Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a problem. You know, yep. and, and yep. people are getting negative for a second. And that was almost good. Like I, I I wanted to hear someone say something bad about rule for a second because it's it's been too rose-colored and mm. you know and and honeymoon period and everything. It's like, no, you know, yeah, you know, it's it's okay to critique the coach too. And let's for sure. and, and let's critique it. Let's say let's set our what we think are important standards. Yep. And and I've always said from day one, I'm gonna be consistent with it. I want us recruiting in state kids. I yep. don't want other teams coming you've been, in. You've been that since 
well, since I've known you. Yeah. So I, I don't want other teams dictating to us, you know, which kids should be getting offers. Right. I, don't want, I don't want recruiting sites saying that either. Yeah, I don't want recruiting sites telling our coaches who should be getting offers in state. I want our guys knowing it, right? And and I'm not telling Rule something he doesn't know. I also think that I, this is where I say give him a year where he can get through that full cycle. I think what they're going to do this summer with camps is really going to mm-hmm. impress people, yeah. not just going out to the satellite camps, which they will. But what they're going to host here in state, I think that's going to make a big difference come next year. I think it's going to be that much harder for Notre Dame to come in and offer one of our kids before we do. 100%. But but again, this is the same thing that we, you know, the same conversation we would have had a year ago with Mac, with McIntyre going to Oklahoma yeah. when we weren't offering them. I mean, we have other examples of that too. It's like, or with Flores, you know, let's not be in those situations in the years to come. Let's make sure that we identify through camps, through coaching uh, through the, the coaching clinics, let's identify who those players are yeah. well in advance. Let's get them in here. Yeah. Let's camp them. Yeah. Let's let's watch the film. Let's get all their numbers. Right. And when you're ready to offer it, offer it. Yeah. Don't don't wait for someone else. Especially to do those in-state guys. They're so they're, they're they're the culture keepers, or I don't know if that's still a term they use. I know that was a term Frosty used, but those guys are kind of the lifeblood of that stuff. They, the ones that you know, probably their parents were you know the big husker fans like 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 uh who was the who's the cat that talked to us earlier jackson right mm-hmm. they're about being the same age as some of these recruits i'm sure yeah. i'm sure jackson's parents are far bigger husker fans than jackson because jackson i'm sorry to say has never seen a very very well, good football a- team actually, actually that's something that i'm doing with the fan forum last weekend and this week's fan forum last week i had jason from huskerland who is a uh, he's a millennial he wanted to make sure he i didn't call him a, a gen Z or whatever the next whatever the next gen was. Does Gen Z look down upon? By no, 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 it's just that know. he he was born ninety four, not born like ninety six. Okay. But uh, but the point was, I wanted to start to get a couple younger people on mm. to the fan form to get the perspective of of that. Mm-hmm. And then this week we have the the Boys Down Bad podcast, and those guys are you know young twenties. They do a gr- they're on the Herd at Network. They do a great podcast, and they really focus. They have they have really hit the niche right with getting uh, the recruits on. And they, I mean, they've talked to just about every single recruit that, that Nebraska's had come through That's here. Cool. They do a great job with that. And it's interesting to get that perspective sure. from, from those yeah, younger sure. guys because, you know, it's it's easy for you and I. Look, I just fell back earlier on a 1999 know, stat. And, and I'm proud of that. I'm proud of being able to go back and talk about because football's football. Yeah. So I'm glad I can go back to, to 1999 and talk about Crouch versus Applewhite. And, sure. you know, don't sit there and tell me about quarterbacks taking hits. I mean, right. football hasn't changed that dramatically much it's still about you know running and tackling and doing the fundamentals but but the there are the younger people out there like you're saying they're like they don't they don't see that and right now they just see us having lost a bunch of games um yeah and abby millennials remember the good years too though uh and Hus- i Jerry, don't know what what what's that, what, are they, what are years for millennials like when were they born? Uh, millennials would have been like what 19, are the oldest millennials? 1980 to like oh. 95 oh, okay. or 94 was okay. what I, I was looking it up last week because of the, the fan form. Uh, here, Jumbo Steam asked us, is there any one thing you'd want to see this coaching staff do more of so far? Uh, yeah, open practices. <laughs> I'd like that for many of them. I really would. I, I, I just want to go. So, <laughs> but uh, it's, it, well, that was a serious response, but. I mean, I'll start. You think about it for a second. I'll start with, I can't imagine them doing much more from an in-state. I don't know what else they could do from an in-state standpoint of uh, trying to build those relationships faster than what right. they are. I just showed those those uh, screenshots of of Coach Foley, and this is on top of what he did back in January. Right. On top, I mean these these coaches have been everywhere. What I would 
what I would love to see, and I don't know even what's possible. We've brought this up before, like what volleyball has done, like when they do a, a spring practice. Now they, they play another team. So I think they had like K-State or Wichita State come up this year and went to Central City. I'm not saying we do that in football because there's rules against sure. some of that. But like, could we ever do a practice in North Platte? Could we mm-hmm. take a could we take a football team, at, you know, for an open practice? So this this hits on what you said. Hey, you want to see an open practice? We're going to take the team and we're going to do one scrimmage on a Saturday up in North Platte, or we're going to go out to you know Hastings College, or we're going to go up to Columbus, you yeah. know, whatever it is. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Can you do something like that? Yeah. What, what are the rules, you know, you know, for or against that? But it's just that's another opportunity to bring the bring the program out to the fans. I- I really I, do I don't think, think you can do enough of that. I, I mean, I, I guess to be to be serious about it, I, I don't know that they're not they're checking a lot of boxes for me in terms yeah. of, in terms of what they're doing. I, I don't the the I'm being nitpicky about the recruiting if I if I'm complaining about it, and I'm, I'm being nitpicky about like uh, oh just the type of players are recruiting if if I don't like it. But I but I'm not joking when I say shit, man. Even I, if you want to make it for charity. You know, like a like a five dollar entry to a practice on a on a Friday night in the fall and in the spring. Open a couple of them and like them open to the public and and make it for a charity and just practice. Them for, we wouldn't. It would people would show up. I would show up, and 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 just to see the team work out and do stuff. You can you could utilize Husker fans in a lot of ways, and we'd be happy to show up and do it. I mean, you can make it free too. I don't care, but I'm just saying. Like, well, it's like it's like what Coach Riley did that first year when he did the Friday Night Lights. Yeah, it was just this random in the middle of June on a hot ass night, yeah. but we're going to show up right. to watch some kids run around their shorts and catch a few footballs. I mean, we're just going to do it. And you said it before we went live tonight, you were, t- I don't know. You said you were talking to somebody who, you know, somebody was like talking about, you guys haven't won football games forever. And it's like, well, who gives a crap yeah. if we won games? Like, why would that affect my fandom if yeah. we've won games or not? Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, they were, they were saying we were so delusional. What was the, what was the context of it? But it was almost like he was irritated that we still care. Yeah, that, that's. I was like, what? It, how many like, losses? Is, to, like, how like, many losses is it going to take before you stop caring? Yeah, it's like, like these Husker fans won't shut up about loving their team. Like, bro, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a problem for you from here on out. Like, we're going to care, yeah. and 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 I, I unapologetically care. Yeah, but when we when we don't lose or when we don't win enough games, we respond by building a hundred sixty million dollar facility. Take that, you know when. When, we, when people complain about our sellout streaks, we, we tear down the South Stadium and build a new one. I mean, <laughs> right. that, that's what we do at Nebraska. Like, oh, yeah? How about a volleyball game? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have 90,000 convert volleyball. That's how we respond to people that say yeah. you should stop caring. It just, Suck it. It's not going to happen, and, and we're just going to care that much more. But, but uh, and it's, it's so, I guess if you haven't been here, mm-hmm. maybe that's the thing. Sometimes we talk about it as an age thing. If you're not old enough to, to remember something, I don't even think of it like that. I think of it as, if you haven't been here, if you you're you're a great Husker fan, but you you just for some reason you live in California and you've never been to Nebraska, I don't know that you can fully get it. Yeah, there is something it's about coming different. here for a weekend, coming here for a a year, living here, and you're you're inside this bubble, and and you're like, oh my gosh, like Rob's a great example of that. When yeah. Rob when Rob comes back to Lincoln, or not back, he's not from here, but when Rob comes to Lincoln to visit, he has a blast, and we're talking about a guy who lives in Colorado, you know, where there's so many things to do, you know, and, and grew up in California and and grew up in California. And you know where he has a blast when he comes back and you know where he hangs out? Roca, (laughs) Lincoln, 
And then we go to the stadium and we see Husker fans and it's a blast. Rob gets it. Rob, and like that's the kind of stuff people are like, well, there's nothing else to do in Nebraska, bro. There's nothing better to do, period. You know, like there's, uh, that's just it. It's a blast. Why would I? I'm not going to apologize for having a great time supporting uh, my football team. That's dumb. Or supporting the university. That's dumb. Like, I, should I be ashamed of that? Like, no. like what, there's not lakes. Like, you can't go. Like, there's like a million things to do. If you can't find things to do in Nebraska, it's because you don't have friends. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, one it's of like, my favorite, one of my absolute favorite quotes, it came from um, uh, Husker Amy. Redcast Amy, and she was one of our Husk girls. Uh, so, Abby, you know her well. And uh, Amy said, uh, Husker fans are made of the, the bounciest substance on earth. And it was just, and uh-huh. she has a great way with words where it's like, literally, when something terrible happens, when Dylan Rayola doesn't commit to Nebraska, even though everyone pretty much knew he wasn't going to, yeah. immediately Nebraska fans are like, okay, well, that stinks. Boing! Let's. <laughs> who's the next recruit to talk about? Right. Okay, we're going to talk about something else. What that new, Flores kids isn't totally committed to Oklahoma State, is he? <laughs> what What new facility can we talk about? You know, I mean, boing. Yeah. <laughs> we just we just keep and and oh, we lost to this team again. Boing. Okay, yep. you know who's the next recruit? We're always going to figure that out because because this yeah, we're like isn't, flubber. You know, it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> this isn't something that we're going to give up. No, and and, and that's, it's like they want and us if to. That's if that drives other fan bases crazier than anything, then then God bless them. I, I feel like that's just more of a looking in the mirror kind of thing for those fan bases. I, I you're, lo- just, you're just sad that you don't have a big enough fan base. I love being so irrelevant that they can't stop talking about. They just get so mad. Oh my Ab- gosh, Abby's right. They get big mad, and I I love it. And I you know I feast. On their on their anguish, it just it, it's it's because <laughs> we haven't had a lot of wins to deal with. It like it's like why do people concern themselves with us loving our football team and hoping they get better mm. and putting up these new palaces for them to to, to train and to get better at? It's like mm. they just won't get it. <laughs> like yeah, no, we won't. Sorry, and we're never ever ever going away. Never. We're, we're updating mascots. We're making chop. We're making motorcycles. Oscar <laughs> stuff all over them. And then, you know, our athletic director is a, a fiend and he absolutely is going to dominate the uh the single what 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 uh, the, the I, women's the, international like it will be the For sure if, we're going to get the United they, States one. Well, no, cuz the number 1 is the United States. It was that 92 oh, thought, World Cup. Okay. Um, so at the at the Rose Bowl, but if they can get to 92,000 which you can tell that's absolutely the goal. Hashtag cancel the concert. <laughs> just cancel the concert. Or just put the concert on top of the, the volleyball court. Don't take up any yeah. places for seats to, to put this stage. Yeah. You know, I mean, this, the and, best and thing. You I watch can... the haters come out when we set that record. You watch, you watch them come out and complain about like these fans. They don't get it. They're terrible. I'm like, <laughs> it's so hilarious to me. But here's the Go Big Redcast, which is Rob. Logged in as the Go Big Redcast. Obviously, he goes, "God darn right, uh, love me some Lincoln and Roca." So thank you, Rob. But uh, you're not logged in as yourself. <laughs> and this will be our last one here, and then uh, then we'll head out here. Uh, Jumbo Steam again in 1916 during the train trip out to Oregon State. Husker football stop in practice met fans in North Platte, Scotts Bluff, Julesburg, and Laramie, so fans could see them. So there is precedent. Ooh, nice drop. Is that is that Boomer? That's got to be Boomer. I'm so it's got to be boomer. That's such a boomer comment. I hope it is, but if it isn't boomer, you should meet this guy because <laughs> you guys get along very well. That's a great that's only a great bo- job only on. boomer would have a, so boomer a burner now. account that's jumbo scheme. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's got to be so, so true. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that that's boomer, but um, don't give up his burner account. No, oh, I'm sorry. That's just between us, uh, jumbo. 
So anyways, uh, Redcasters that follow along, because this was last second, we threw it together. Yes. Thank you so much for, for interacting it like this. It was a lot of fun tonight. I had a great time. Yeah. Great time. Mac, yeah. I had a great time. I love you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and we love all of you, too. Yes, um, we do. I guess uh, the way we'll end this is, uh, Mac, you got a, a parting shot? No, not really. I mean, no, I don't. I wish I did. I'm so terrible at these things. Um, you got a parting shot? I should think of anything. How about you? What's your parting shot, bud? Uh I am excited for what uh, the, the how this semester will end here, and we're going to find out who the eighty-five scholarship guys are. We know that two walk-ons yes. already have been elevated to a starting or to a, a scholarship spot. So mm -hmm. that's a Borkercher, the tight end from Aurora, and then Bullock. Yep. Bullock, and both of them, you know, they they've already performed well out there in front of the lights at the spring game, and, and Coach Rule's been very high on them. And I, I just. I love the idea. What's the developmental program look like in today's world? Get those recruits in, get the, the transfers in back in December and January and go back and watch our shows back then. That's what we said at that time is that a developmental program today means get them in now, get them through your off season, strength and conditioning, spring ball and all that. And then if we can offer a couple of walk-ons that have earned it, mm -hmm. that's a developmental program today. Mm -hmm. It's still, it's still, it's a blend. It's a balance. It's using some of the modern techniques of bringing guys in through a portal yep. and some NIL, yep. some of the things that the old school guys want to plug your nose at. No, you got to play in that world Be too, but we can't just live off of that. We can't. No. And I, and so I'm not, I'm not a big fan of right now. Let's go out into the portal and let's bring in 10 more guys now. Mm -hmm. Why? What did we do wrong the last six months? If we have to right. bring in 10 more guys right. now. And I love the fact that that's not how coach rules building it. No, not, no. not from day one. Mm -mm. And, and, and that he has a pretty good feel. I think of this team here already. I I'm just excited to see what, what this team does going into the next phase of it, going into summer and then, uh, and then see what uh, what's going to happen when we get into to it's, August. It's, it's it's terribly exciting, and and I hope we don't, uh, I hope we don't wait as long. I know it's probably more me, but I hope we don't wait as long to do another uh, match rule. This was a lot of fun. I had a great time tonight, but the interaction with y'all was great. That was so much fun having something to bounce off. Uh, maybe next time I'll wear my glasses because it's so far away. I great show, even... Mac. Analytics still love you, even though you nah, hate them. <laughs> I don't hate them. I just. <laughs> And, and Patrick McGuire says, fun show, guys. Oh, Pat was on. Thanks, guys. So, buddy? Yeah. Oh. So, anyways, uh, I guess I don't really know how to end this. Like, you know, with the fan forum, I always say uh, you two could be the next one to join us on the forum. You know, I have that, oh, that I saying. Or okay. Dave always, you know, with the regular Redcast is like, hey, come back for another go big Redcast. I don't really have a, a match rule don't ending. For, don't forget the match rule. I don't know. I don't know. Don't forget match rule. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll work on that. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs>